Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Today's episode of Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor for my podcast, as well as the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. With just two taps on your phone, you can instantly buy SeatGeek tickets to an event, and you can enter that event just using your phone. No paper tickets. Drop your old ticket app. Use one that's built for 2016. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Lippman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Um, lots happening for us to get into. La La Land is out. We both saw it. With major celebrities in it, so have to discuss it. Hot button issue. Yes, the only two movie stars left. <laughs> Maybe true. the only movie star left. That's in true. One. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Meghan Markle still out here making news. Shout out to Meghan Markle. I'm so team Markle. <laughs> um... And this week on The Ringer, we're doing Rogue One Week. So we'll just start with a little Star Wars. It's like the biggest thing in pop culture and the history of pop culture. That's true. Can I, can we just, should we do disclaimers or should we sure, go like, in? Neither of us know very much about it. I have seen the original Star Wars, which I'm told is, a, is Star Wars A four? New Hope. Four. Number four, yeah. Yes. I've seen it. That's it? You've only seen four? I think I actually saw the Tate Frazier's favorite Star Wars movie, the one with Hayden Christensen. Oh, that's number one. In theaters, but maybe I saw like the, is it the first one or the third one? Well, number one has Jar Jar Banks in it. And it I haven't like, seen that one. Okay. So then you probably saw three. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen clips of other important scenes throughout the franchise. Um, there's also like a great viral video trend of little kids watching the Luke, I am your father video for the first time. So while I have not seen Luke, I am your father. I have seen small children watch it and be really <laughs> fucking freaked okay. out. Okay. So I understand the gravity of the situation. I've seen one, four, five, six, seven. So I've seen five of seven. And I plan okay. to see Rogue One just to be part of it. Oh, and I saw the new one. I saw the new one and you, I liked it. You did already? A Force? No, 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 not oh. Rogue One. A Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, that was good. It was great. I, yeah. You know, the ship showed up and everyone started cheering. Okay, so th- this is what I want to talk about just quickly because we're not yeah. experts. Obviously, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher are very famous. Like, yeah. Harrison Ford is like one of the most famous celebrities of all time. Sure. Yeah. Like, even if not I mean, so much anymore. He is a legitimate movie star legend. Not only is he a Star Wars, he's Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. True. And uh, my favorite Harrison Ford performance, Working, Working Girl. Girl. Yeah, of course. Working Girl, one of the great movies. <laughs> what about Just, Witness? Eh. The Amish? Come the on. Fug- but The Fugitive is a good one. The Fugitive? Yeah. I mean, he's... Okay. He's a, a very accomplished movie star. Also, Harrison Ford has my favorite uh, appearance on a David Blaine magic special. Oh. I really encourage you guys to seek out Harrison Ford's uh, two-minute scene with David Blaine. It was on the original one. It's in Harrison Ford's kitchen. My man um, has been uh, consuming some substances beforehand. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't want to speculate on which ones, but uh, yeah, it's quite a. It's great. The worst thing about real Harrison Ford and not. His characters, Harrison Ford, is his earring. I hate his earring so much. I kind of like it. Oh my god, I hate it. I really appreciate his total curmudgeon personality paired with like that weird dose of flair and the fact that he's in a committed relationship with Callista Flockhart. It is very sweet. There are levels to have Harrison Ford, and I like that I don't have access to all of them. You're right. That's, that is also a sign of a true celebrity. That's doing it true. right. Yes. Um, okay. So my question to you is. Those three, Bard, and like really everyone from the original, four, five, six, who do you think is currently the most famous person affiliated with Star Wars, and who will, who will be the most famous person affiliated with Star Wars in 10 years? Okay. 
I feel this is a this is a good question. Thank you. I think that Natalie Portman might be the most famous mm. person currently. I mean, I guess she's probably mostly famous because she was in Star Wars and then also V for Vendetta, which like people on the internet Great love. Movie. I like it too. She's won one Oscar. She's probably gonna win a second one. Right. Um, I think the Oscar pushed her over the edge. I I would have disagreed with you except for the Oscar switch. Yeah, but I mean that's still kind of a big deal. Yeah. And Definitely. I don't think there's anyone, like Felicity Jones, I'm very sorry, not uh, famous at all. In fact, there was a recent uh, New York Times profile of Felicity Jones, mm. which... The, I didn't even read it. Well, don't, because the lead is just someone like Felicity Jones being stopped to identify a different person on the street. Like, uh, random people don't recognize <laughs> Felicity Jones, but they want to ask Felicity Jones who the other celebrities are. Like, that's how unfamous she is. So... Yeah, I'm going to go with Natalie Portman for current. Who do you got? It's hard to disagree with her. I mean, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess it has to be her. I'm just, like, thinking in my head of, like, who else it could be. Adam Driver's more famous to us, but yeah. I don't think that he has, like, mass appeal yet. Okay, so who do you think will be more famous in 10 years? John Boyega or Adam Driver? Boyega. I love Boyega. I hope it's him. He's irresistible. How can you not love him? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that Daisy Ridley will be really famous? No. She's too regular, right? She's too she normal. and Felicity Jones. Like, can you tell them apart, her and Felicity Jones? Only because um, Daisy Ridley really reminds me of Kira Knightley. Like, for some reason, like, in my mind, I've yeah, linked them it's together. Yeah, a little bit of the, the jaw. Yeah. Under thing. yeah. In the same, they have a very similar smile. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's just, to me, like, none of the new people are that famous. But I saw the, I saw the trailer for Patterson, the forthcoming Adam Driver movie. Right. And I was like, it's so weird. This guy's the new Darth Vader. Like, this is Adam from Girls. This is a guy who was, like, in the military and is just, like, a dude. And now he is, like, on on par, like, on par with, like, the it's most tr- famous people in the world. He's also in the uh, Martin Scorsese movie, Silence, yeah. coming out soon with Andrew Garfield. He's, like, um, the, the best actor who's also in blockbusters now. Uh. Yes, until Ryan Gosling is in Blade, the new Blade Runner, which, okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, was he was Kylo Ren, that was his character, yeah, and there was Darth there were, Vader's child. I mean, he's um not Darth Vader, he's the new Darth Vader, but he's the child of Harrison right. Ford and Carrie Fisher. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, we just, whatever. <laughs> um, he was also a meme. There was, like, yeah. emo Kylo Ren and all of that stuff, which yeah. I do feel like... He's definitely internet famous, but internet famous and real life famous are not the same thing. Because I don't have kids, mm-hmm. and I'm also not deep into like nerd culture. Yeah. It's hard for me to like really gauge what kind of bump that the the three stars of The Force Awakens got from being in it. I, f- from what I can tell, which is honestly just a spectator approach, like uh-huh. you and I take every day consuming celebrities up and down. It, they have not really done anything other than the particular franchise and. And I think that it's kind of the phenomenon that we have with all movie stars at this point, where it is the the brand and the franchise that is like the star, and that the people in it are interchangeable. Right. And it's why we don't have male movie stars anymore because they're all like wearing right. capes and masks. And I think that they are all listen. I'm sure that they can't go out in public. I'm sure that like five year olds are attacking them, right? Or seven year olds, or whatever, or twenty five year old dudes. I don't know. There is like I think a, a thing of like ten and unders. Yeah. who they are like really famous to them and therefore their parents I think because of like all of the merchandise and such we'll have more on that on the ringer tomorrow yeah though at like what age are you watching Star Wars for the first time um, I think people watch very young like seven seven but seven is different than like four sure 
I feel like you still, you still have the toys, I think, at four. Toys at four, movies at seven. Yeah. Okay. But it is weird how it's, like, backward, you know? It's very weird. Yeah. More on that soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. I just wanted, you know, just wanted to do a temperature check on Star Wars. It's such a weird, it's, like, it's crazy. It's, like, it is the biggest thing. Like, what's bigger than Star Wars? Hmm. Nothing. Nothing? It's, yeah. It's amazing. It's, they're good. I'd it's, like to go to Skywalker Ranch. Like, George Lucas very famously, like, has bungalows for, um, filmmakers to come and like finish their projects or whatever it's kind of like the mcdowell colony of <laughs> of uh of filmmakers it's just interesting it's like george lucas is like not an auteur but right. sort of has like like welcomed all these auteurs into his life it's interesting right do you want to go to finish your own project and what project would it be um wow if i were to make a movie yes it would be a romantic comedy great and it would be shot with one camera and like in what I would try to like have it done in one take, so then it would need a lot of editing because it would suck. I don't know. He just made that up. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Okay, let's move on to a different movie. Which okay, is La La Land. Did you like it? I had a great time. You did? Yeah. We haven't really discussed okay, it. Okay. So, all right. I'm shocked to hear that actually. Okay. You always say this, but then you forget I am a human being with a heart and feelings, and I had some <laughs> hot takes. I'm not afraid to share my really weird opinions, but like. Yeah, come on. I'm not made of stone. And watching fucking Ryan Gosling tap dance. He was great. You can't say no to that. My only critique of Gosling is that it's not his fault. I just would never put him in brown ever again. I understand (laughs) like like a hipster color. It's like a hip. It's like his character that he was playing would choose a brown three-piece suit. But that's just not his best color. Uh, Give him a navy. Come on. I think that's a great point, especially given kind of the... The level of Technicolor in the yes. film itself, which like you should go see in theaters. Very if, saturated colors. If you haven't, I know people always say that, and it's super annoying. But like, trust me on this one. Totally. Um, the other thing I would say is that everyone in that movie dressed horribly. Yeah, Emma Stone. They just didn't really pick clothes that are flattering for her. But I actually think that this is like I don't mean to like body shame her, but I think she's too skinny now, and I think that okay. she, she would benefit from a little a little bit more for some of the some of her clothes. But that said, she's very charming, very very winning, mostly mostly positive on Emma Stone. Yeah. So I thought that they were so charming, and like the the song and dance numbers that they do are so irresistible. Mm. Um, that like I couldn't deny it. Here's what I want to say: not okay. a perfect film. No. Almost walked out after the opening sequence, which I found fucking insufferable. Also, I my man, <laughs> pick a spot, put your camera there, just let it rock. It's okay. The zooming back and forth. Ugh. It's I. I also saw it on a giant screen, which made me like totally nauseous. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think. I, the plot, um, the character development was interesting. Like. Did she not know he was in a band? And did she not understand that bands travel? Like, I don't get that. That was that was strange that she was like confused about his touring schedule. Yeah, I'm also just over Damien Chazelle like blaming women for getting in the way of art. Yeah, I know the the, the moral of the story was they could have been together. Although I guess uh, this is really another spoiler alert. I guess the point was if she, if he had not joined the band, they could have been together. She still could have been famous or something, but. I don't know because they have like at the end they have like the the redo sequence which was I mean so good and so lovely like again like you watch that and you walk out like I was literally actually tap dancing around my home I'm a trained tap dancer I don't know if you know that yeah when I was like 12 but I can still do some things (laughs) and I was moved to do that in my home um, because it was so delightful a lot of it didn't make sense but that doesn't 
totally matter. Yeah. I, so I loved the opening scene. I was bopping around in my seat. I was like, yeah, it's a big production. I love it. And also, it's such an L.A. movie. I was just like, how do they film this? Where do they film this? Yeah. I've got so many questions. I, I liked all of like, the camera work and stuff. Like He was just straight up flexing. And like maybe it wasn't successful completely. Yeah. But I liked it. I was like, this is, this is ambitious. This is different. And it was also like very, it was a, very different from Whiplash, the opening to- the opening scene. So I liked sure. that too because it was like a differentiator. My biggest complaint about it was like I just thought it was really in awe of like the artistic struggle when you're in your twenties in LA and just like come on, man. Yeah, I mean the the movie was about can you be in love and also be devoted to your art? Yeah, and like what sacrifices should you make for your art? Right. Um, which ugh, it's so boring. Like, yeah. g- everyone get it together. Figure out what you want to do. Figure out what you want. Make your choices. Feel good about your choices. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. The, um, the plot itself wasn't great, but like, I don't know. I just, I just enjoy the music. I've been listening to it a lot. It's just, it's good background noise. I saw it with my friend who was like, it's, all the songs sounded the same, which is true. That's true. But I didn't mind. They're kind of like continuity. Two, th- two musical themes that are throughout the entire yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. Gosling's incredible. He's just, like, so, so charming. I cannot believe he's real human. I know. I genuinely, I just, I cannot not grin when he's on screen. I saw it next to my husband, which was just, like, I'm, <laughs> at some point I was just, like, holding my face because I was just grinning up anytime he was around. Um, I can't believe he exists. What a what a human. I know. Also, I was really happy that he was a full-on brunette, and there's a lot of close shots of his hair, so I thought about it a lot, but... Gosling is better as a brunette than like a aspirational blonde. Like I'm just like, yeah, lean into it, man. Plus a little bit older. I don't know. I just thought yeah. I was really happy that he'd made that turn. So charming. Yeah. It's like he's a charisma machine. It's so interesting also. Did you happen to read the um he was on he's on the cover of GQ? Oh, cool. And there's a profile of him. It's honestly just like stories about him as a kid. He doesn't really Ryan Gosling in person does not seem to want to churn out the charisma on the level that Ryan Gosling the it's it's not effortless for him. I right. think he's making a constant he's making a conscious choice to like turn on the charm. And sure. so, but it's amazing that he can just do that. Yeah. It's literally a superpower. Yeah, he's like a pro. He just he turns it on <sighs> when he needs to. Wow. I'm I really liked it. Like I'm really not in the Ryan Gos- Gosling hive. Like I'm not like, oh I love him. Like the Hey Girl thing never really took off in my personal sure. world. So <laughs> I so I was just I was like, yeah, this guy's really great to watch. Like the only thing is I would I would like less singing and more dancing from him. I completely agree. It was the dancing because, as you know, I hate live singing. Yeah, that's why I thought you weren't going to like it. Um, the singing's not that good. The first twenty minutes was really dark for me until he <laughs> showed up, and it's honestly, it all turned. There's like the first scene that, well, the first scene they have together is a party, and it's very cute, but they're not dancing. But yeah. their first dance sequence together, um, it was when I was like, great, I would, I would literally watch that for an hour. They were so charming. It was great. There was also, they, you know, the New York Times does, like, the behind-the-scene uh-huh. narration. And they did that first scene of them tap yes, dancing. I actually watched that. I was really surprised that they only had five takes. I know. Shocking, actually. That, and, and it's one take. So, I, I honestly, they must have practiced a lot. Like, a I ton, can't imagine. A shit ton. Because only five takes, you have to think that one of them is just going to fuck it up. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, they also just obviously have such great chemistry together. 
that it's really fun to watch. And like I like to I, when I watch basketball, I like watching teams that like playing with each other. Like it's fun. Yeah. They have camaraderie and like watching joy between like, interpersonal joy is one of my favorite things. Like like yeah. when sports championships are won, I, even if I don't care about the sport or the oh, championship, like the, yeah, the celebrating, I love it. I'm all, Zach always walks away and then I'm like, no, 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 keep it on. Yeah. I want to see the trophy. <laughs> like watching happiness yeah. is fun. It's true. Um, Allison Herman, who works for the Ringer, made a very good point about La La Land, which is that. It was just like an extremely enjoyable movie, and we have not had a lot of really like enjoyable. Yeah. Like I went to the movies and I fucking watched something and I totally. walked out feeling great. And there have been, I think, actually a lot of really excellent movies this year. Like Moonlight and Manchester by yeah. the Sea are also like those are technically perfect and I think much better whole movies than La La Land, but. Manchester in particular is like the most depressing thing you've ever seen. I haven't you know. seen it yet. I don't think I can handle it. I feel like I'm already living in a fugue state, so I don't know if I can be pushed further into it. When you're ready, here's the thing. If you don't go see it, yeah. and you will never sit in your home and be like, now it's time for me to watch Manchester. I've been meaning to watch Anomalisa for like a year, and I right. just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Moonlight is not depressing. It's not entirely depressing. It's just like emotional. Right. Um that one I'll definitely see. I'll yeah, get there. and it's great. But and I'm trying to think. Everything else is just like blowing up machines, like shitstorm terrible. So La La Land was nice in that, and I think spoke to both of us because we just actually like going watching culture to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just I know I was like I'm having fun. I'm bopping along here. Exactly. <laughs> like what happened to fun? Even the John Legend performance scene. Man, that was the worst song in the movie and I was just like, did John Legend pay to be in this or did they pay John Legend? <laughs> I was really wondering. Even that song which was bad, I was just like, you know what? I'm still having fun. You know what I liked about that? Gosling is literally he's playing piano with one hand yeah. and the other hand is in his pocket. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> Yeah. His hand should always be in his pocket. One, uh, one hand in pocket at all times. so good. <laughs> so good. Um, what did you think about John Legend's acting? I thought that he played his role very well. I, I, I love John Legend. I also, the, I don't want to spoil it, but the way that they introduced John Legend on the screen, like made me laugh so hard like they when they cut to him I just cackled I was the only person in the Arclight Dome who was cackling like, no one else thought it was as funny as I did but yeah I thought he was game I like him and Chrissy I do too shout out to them Rob Harvilla actually wrote a really interesting piece yeah. about that made me actually respect John Legend in ways I had not I, I like really like him I the first time I saw Kanye he was it was like right. just Kanye and John Legend on stage basically and so that was like in 2003 yeah and I ever since then I've just like loved that guy I don't know and I, I like like I said like his relationship with Chrissy I was once at a party and they were just they were dancing together and they were just like so clearly in love and having a great time it was so sweet I don't know I just, I just really like him yeah. and I was like yeah let's get him in the mix why not but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he like asked to be in the movie or something <laughs> for some like, reason just seems like something he would do product placement yeah. yeah or just like i don't know he also has like a deep respect for jazz like can't you just imagine him and damien chazelle like just like hitting it off or something yeah probably but one piece of intrigue related to la la land that caught both of our eye was that um in like a fairly unprecedented move uh damien chazelle's ex-wife got a executive producer credit like after all the festival showings, like for the final printing that went to movie theaters, which is really unusual, which I just made me kind of go, huh, wonder about that. And this, he famously wrote the screenplay before Whiplash, like he wrote it like six right. years ago. 
And so I was just like, oh, interesting. Wonder what kind of a litigious situation he's been dealing with the last few months. I assume it has something to do with his belief that women and art cannot coexist. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll just leave it there. Um, What do you think it would take for us to get Step Up 7 with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone? Holy God! Can you think of a better movie? I I don't know what I would do. Me neither. It would be amazing. Also, here's another idea. Okay. Those stupid one-time, not stupid, I like them, but the one-time movie musicals on ABC, on NBC and Fox. Yes. Let's cast one with Gosling and uh, Emma Stone right now. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I don't know whether they can do that live. I don't know. Live on a mic is way different than five takes with like the post recording to make sure that you get your vocals right. Sure. Well, they have a, just dancing and we can do some dubbing for the singing. I think that Ryan Gosling should be legally obligated to go on a talk show once a week and tap dance. Oh my God. They should just, I know they just did it, but like how amazing would he be as Captain Von Trapp and her as Maria? Come on. That'd oh, be great. Yeah, that would be pretty good. <laughs> that would be amazing. Him as Surly and then turning sweet. When are they going to remake Sound of Music? Well, they just did it with what's her face. Um, I know, but like the movie. Oh, the movie. Are, is I it? Know. I mean, they're coming for everything, aren't they? Gonna, listen, they don't need to remake it. It's the perfect movie. <laughs> I can't wait to. I'm watching it Friday night because I watch it every Christmas. Oh, but, you do? That's nice. Yeah, I put. I said this on the podcast so that it has to come true in my home now. Nice. Um, I really like uh, Mary Poppins, which I watched last Saturday. Oh, great! I haven't seen that in forever, but I also loved it. It's as a really kid. good. It's yeah. really, really, really good, and I, it made me excited for the Emily Blunt, Lin Manuel Miranda movies. I'm excited and nervous, as you know. Yeah. Because I want good things for them. Totally. And I want good things for Mary Poppins, and I know how reboots go. It's true. I just I believe in Lynn. I just do. Yeah, that's true. Um, While I was watching, I was like, what if Miles Teller was in this? It would not be as good. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting, right? He wrote the screenplay. He originally wanted yeah. Gosling and Emma. They weren't available. So for a while, they were going to make La La Land with Miles Teller and Emma Watson. Yes. I thought about this a lot, too. I think that of the many career mistakes that Miles Teller has made, um, refusing to do La La Land over salary negotiations, which is, I think, how it eventually broke down, is one of his greatest mistakes. It would not have been as good. Because no one is as good as well, Ryan Gosling. We've seen Miles dance, and it's not as good. See Footloose. Yeah, that's true. But I think that an opportunity for Miles Teller to do something charming mm. and old school and prove, like, I can be a leading guy, and I can, you know, I have charisma, and sure. I'm likable, which I think he, this role kind of, you can't play this role and not do that to an extent. Right. He wouldn't be, be as good as Ryan Gosling, but I think it would have... He would have been okay, and it would have been a good move for him. And I think Emma Watson would have been a disaster. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, there's not. She's low energy. How about that? <laughs> She's like Jeb. <laughs> low energy. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm happy we ended up with those two. What great chemistry. It's just, I wish they would date just because it's so fun on screen. But, you know. I actually thought, this is a real thought I had watching the movie, which was like, I felt sympathy for Emma Stone because it must be so hard to be in that situation with Ryan Gosling in a fictional setting all of the time, and then he goes home at the end of the day, and it's over. He's and got that two would be, kids, would and he's so, got Eva. Right. That would be so that'd be heartbreaking. It would be a lot to go through. It's hard for me to imagine Ryan Gosling with a baby. This was actually in the GQ article. Uh-huh. One of the babies is on set, uh-huh. and one of, the older kid interrupted a take between Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford are fighting, and... 
at some point she just yells, you're winning, like while they're filming, which is very cute. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot he's going to be in Blade Runner. I will see it. When's that coming out? Not till like 2018 or something? I think it might be this year. Oh, I, great. I, I'm sorry. In 2017. Right. Yeah. It's 2017. Oh, phenomenal. Great. Yeah. Great stuff. So much Ryan to look forward to. And uh, we're going to enjoy it. Let's talk about our sponsor before we move on. And today, that is Proper Cloth. Let me tell you about them. Please do. Finding a dress shirt that fits is hard. Collars are too tight. Sleeves are too long. Something is always not right. I know this is true for men. It's also quite true for women. It's just a problem with button-down shirts. It's it's, it's a tough garment. It really is. Well put. It's like you're on Project Runway. Yeah, Project Runway or something. This is the solution. Go to Proper Cloth because ordering a custom shirt has never been easier. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds just by answering 10 easy questions. No measuring required. There are over 500 fabric styles to choose from. What do you think Gosling would wear? Pure silk? Yes. Pure silk. (laughs) Well, they have everything from classic business shirts to casual shirts. Proper cloth custom shirts start at just $85. Definitely in Gosling's price range. And they're really high quality, made from premium Italian and Japanese fabrics. Proper Cloth has literally hundreds of five-star reviews on Google and Yelp. And Proper Cloth is literally the highest-rated custom shirt maker on Google. Even GQ calls them their favorite online custom shirt maker. Can you attest to that? I can't. I'm sure it's true, though. (laughs) (laughs) This is the future of shirts. The website is so easy to use, and your custom sizes and your preferences are all saved on your profile. You can even order on your phone. Now, this is important. Proper Cloth guarantees a perfect fit. Remakes are absolutely free, so if you don't like the first one, you're covered. The team there will make it super easy for you. So stop wearing shirts that don't fit and start looking your best. Go to propercloth.com slash jam. Enter gift code jam to save $20 on your first shirt. There's got to be someone you can buy a shirt for. It's like almost Christmas, right? Yeah. Everyone knows like, oh man. That's propercloth.com slash jam. Gift code jam, J-A-M, for $20 off your first shirt. Always interested in the royal family, and they continue to deliver news. Thank you to Meghan Markle, who did not go to Patrick J. Adams' wedding (laughs) over the weekend to his Pretty Little Liars now wife. That's okay, because I read an Us Weekly story that was like, they agreed that it sucks that she can't go, but she didn't want to distract from the couple. Right. Which is ridiculous. This, by the way, that's a thing that Kate Middleton does from time to time. She doesn't attend weddings because she doesn't want to distract from the bride's day. I guess that's so, nice. Just, I think it's nice. I, I just don't believe that as an excuse, though. Like, I think that's fake. I think it's just more like it was inconvenient. Uh, you can imagine. There are a lot of people following Meghan Markle at this point. I know. A lot. A lot. It's really, really gotten big. Um, in addition to being followed by the paparazzi, Meghan Markle also recently wrote a really lovely, thoughtful essay for LUK about being a biracial woman in the spotlight. And it's just, it's really nice. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can Google it. It has some cute pictures of her. Um, She's really pretty. She is handling, like, the exposure and all of the negative attention that goes with the exposure and all of the trolls incredibly well. I know. She's got so much poise. I really respect her. Totally. Also, she hasn't like done any, no crazy rants, nothing. Yeah, she's, I haven't been following her on Instagram. Do you have any updates from that no, sphere? No, she just doesn't, doesn't post that much. That's try, good. Yeah, it's, it's smart. It's a good, good strat, as they say. Yeah. I, it's just really measured and thoughtful and... I admire people totally. who, who talk about hard things in public. It's not an easy thing to talk about. So. Yeah, absolutely. Also, she's just getting like an insane amount of hate. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy, yeah. and she's handled it so well. And I, they're like a they're like a lovely couple. I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. This is such a like a shocking turn of events, just because 
they're just a random couple. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I love it, though. It's great. They're still together. I'm reading an article on the Daily Mail right now that call, that reads, Have Harry and Meghan got secretly engaged? Which, by the way, I love how British people write headlines. Um, no answers in this, but we are... It'd be a little premature. How long do you think... Here's the thing. Well, I guess Kate Middleton, it took her like seven years. Sure. They're older, though. I was going to say, she's 35, he's 32. Yeah. Doesn't take that long. But... Joining the royal family is like a really big deal, not because like I mean all marriages are, but like right. you're signing up for a very specific life, and so I feel like that doesn't just like happen as quickly as like any other mid thirties couple, you know. I wonder whether she wants to. I don't know. She'd have to move. She, I mean, like how she'd have to move, but then I you, she'd have to. This level of public scrutiny yeah. would be would permanent. Never go away. Plus, then you have to like do all the weird things. Yeah, you where to, you have to like visit a random fish factory and shake just shake everyone's hand. Yeah, and you have to like go with Harry to the Caribbean as he's giving speeches to their yeah. their former former lands. It's yeah. it's weird. It would just be so incredibly different. It's crazy. It would certainly be the biggest thing to happen at Northwestern University in quite some time. <laughs> so on that hand, how would you guys celebrate? <laughs> I don't know. I think we'd have to like have some kind of mass on campus and alumni viewing of their wedding. Obviously, okay. I mean, I would organize it if necessary. Alumni Association, let me know. It would just be really big. We have a lot of Northwestern's uh, alumni at the Ringer, so I would certainly force them to watch it with me. Okay. I don't know. It would just be huge for us. I, I hope it happens. That sounds. It would be nice if Prince Harry finally found love. I know. With someone who is not part of the same boring-ass socialite totally. English world. Are you watching Ladies of London? That reminds me. Oh fuck! I meant to. I forgot. Well, I just want you. To, I just want you to consider it. There's a lot of um, like estate management and like Lady of the Manor drama happening this season. It's so mm. incredible because a, a American woman, Julie Montague, is like uh, married the heir to the Earl of Sandwich like seat, and right. so now she's in charge of Mapperton, their their estate. It's is, very hard to maintain a British estate. She's really stressed about it. As Downton Abbey and everyone else has taught us, it costs a shitload of money. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And then she has like this, you know, it's like managing village. It's like becoming the mayor, like inheriting a mayorship, basically. It's really crazy. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. But it's, I think you would love it. It's like, it's central to this season so far. I meant, it's just, I forgot that it was on. I, I really meant to you. investigate. It's really yeah. my fault. Okay. I'll check. You'll check it out. Yeah. And it'll just even give you more insight into the Meghan Markle world. Right. It's great stuff. Um, last item of the day. John Mayer posted and then deleted <laughs> on Twitter yesterday, December 13th. Tuesday, December 13th, maybe the lamest day of the year, conceptually. And uh, it happens to be the birthday of his ex-girlfriend, Taylor Swift. And he tweeted that and then deleted it. And the Taylor Swift hive went after him. And I fucking love it for so many reasons. First of all, John Mayer, you guys broke up seven years ago. Get over it. Also, like, did the, how real was the relationship? Yeah. But whatever. Great point. Yeah. Um, tweeting and deleting. Just never tweet, but really never delete. Come on. You can't delete tweets if you're a John Mayer. Mm, I sort of think you can. I don't know. They've got this page six story. Not going to let you get rid of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, you can't. Like, once you tweet, it's out there forever. Someone is screenshotting it. They, If you put a tweet in slack by the way it stays in slack even if someone deletes Delete, it yeah. so that's just like a hack for everyone out there <laughs> or a warning i don't really know it's something i think that in his case the i thought better of this and i'm deleting it it's that's not nothing um it's you, a gesture you raised a point that maybe yes. it wasn't only about taylor well i was gonna ask what are the other so here's an interesting 
interesting note to really go to the textual analysis. Tuesday, December 13th, is a conceptually, is the worst day conceptually, mm-hmm. right? So the Tuesday was in, would indicate that he was talking about yesterday specifically. Right. As opposed to the idea of December 13th. Now, listen, he 100% is subtweeting Taylor Swift. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gullible and I'm not here defending John Mayer. But I am interested in whether there are other components of yesterday that led him to believe that it was a truly terrible day. Like, really upset about something happening with Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, I assume. That <laughs> I'm just kidding. He, well, I mean, I wondered whether the Kanye. Uh, That's true. The Kanye Trump stuff. That's a good point. I forgot about that happening yesterday. I blocked it out. Yeah, that was just like a tough day. We're not going there. Seriously. Please read Justin Charity's piece on the ringer.com yeah, for check our it thoughts out. on that. Absolutely check it out. Yeah. I just like John Mayer staying in the news because, like, really, what has he done lately? Like Nothing. What? what? He has the watches and I think some jewelry also. Okay, he's got those bracelets as yeah. discussed on Jam Sessions. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, this is incredible. Like, he's just staying out here. He's just such, he's just a loser. He's just like, he reminds me, uh, I, I really like his music and I think he's a very talented guitar player. And like, I was just like, well, <laughs> I will pop on some John Mayer tunes. Of, like, I, there's different ones for every mood, you know? But he's what a loser. Are Wait, can we go back to what song <laughs> sure. for what mood? Uh, you're feeling happy. It's um, Friday. You're ready. His to... Jimmy Buffett album. I'm okay. Re- it's, it's called like Idle Wild or something oh like God, that. Oh my God. I'm really excited that I asked this. Okay. Uh, it's Sunday afternoon and you're feeling just like you're, you're home. Room for squares or whatever okay. it's called. Um, the the, the like, moodiest song is definitely Daughters. Okay. And uh, what about his his cover of um, Free Fallen? That's also a great sort of like working late, like just vibing out. Okay. And there's, I don't know. I also love the 90 second Frank Ocean track on the country album. Okay. Like it's just, there's a lot of goodness there for wow. me. I like John Mayer's music. I had no idea that you were also this familiar with the discography, which I'm just, <laughs> I'm not. Yes. I also, I like Neon. I like a lot of John Mayer's music. That's I, okay. I really do. That's great. So do a lot of people in America. Yeah, he's popular. But I consider him a loser. He reminds me of the Jerry O'Connell character from Can Hardly Wait, who like peaked as right. in high school. John, for John Mayer, high school was like 2003, right? And um, he did okay in college, but now he's like deep into his 30s, and he's just a loser, losing his hair. Just Is he losing his? Not hair? actually, okay. But like the caricature I'm drawing right, right now, yeah, 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 yeah. And I love it. I think it's hilarious. I mean, as you put it, he has millions of dollars and has nothing better to do yeah. but to subtweet Taylor Swift. He's incredibly rich, and he has tons of riches. Yeah. Cool, John Mayer. Do what you want. I guess. Taylor Swift probably just, like, doesn't even care. Do you think she knows? Where is she right now? I bet she does know. Well, she has that new song with Zayn Malik, which I listened to a few times yesterday to really get down with it. What do you think? Um, Bad look for her. It's, like, a song well-tailored for Zayn. It's yeah. like a like pop R&B song, but really not in Taylor's zone. I don't know where she there, should go from here musically. Be, she works with Jack Antonoff on it, right? Yeah. So, I, like, I think that... They designed the song for her because mm-hmm. he obviously, he produced a couple songs on 1989. Yeah. So she thinks this is a direction that she should be going in. Do you want to know what's interesting? I don't think, none of his songs really took off. They're like, Out of the Woods, like his big song on that record, right? Yeah. And that was like, they like released it, but then it never got the full single treatment. And I just feel like he's actually not a pop songwriter. Like he just doesn't write hits. I'm great with that opinion. <laughs> I don't like, what should she do next though? I'm afraid, and I feel like you pointed this out, I'm afraid that the Fifty Shades stuff is that she thinks she needs to be sexy now. Yeah. It's tough. I don't think that just, that needs to happen. Just a bad look. Like, if Ellie Golding 
warms the spot. Do you want to come in second as like doing the Fifty Shades song? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think it's a weird move. Also, she doesn't come in. Like, it's very similar to the Miguel Mariah Carey song where it's a Mariah Carey song, but Miguel sings like the first like 90 seconds. Yeah. There's no Taylor for like the, until the second verse. I assume this was just a money thing. I guess so. I mean, just weird thing. To do she's done time. touring. She doesn't have a new album yet. Has she done like a soundtrack song before? Not that I can recall. Yeah, me neither. Though, I, the other night, uh, Taylor Swift's early country version of Silent Night came mm. on the radio, which I had never heard before. Mm. Um, so there are apparently many Taylor. There are deep cuts that even I'm not aware of. Have you ever watched the video for Teardrops on My Guitar? Yes. She gets in bed with a guitar. Yes. It's very awkward. Yeah. It's weird to think about that. Yeah. And now she's doing Fifty Shades Darker songs. Yeah. It's really weird. That song is a real Taylor Hive song because Zane's dating Gigi. She's in the squad. Right. Jack Antonoff's dating Lena. She's on the squad. Right. And we've got Taylor. Surprising that Dakota Johnson's not in her squad, actually. I think that they hung out together. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think that, like... Four for four. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Well, let's leave Taylor in 2016. This will probably be our last podcast of the year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. See go you see, in... Yeah. Go see La La Land, and we'll see you in 2017. Woo. Thanks to Proper Cloth. <laughs>